What's good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Blunner, and we're back with another great episode of Good Friends, Better Rivals. We are in the offseason. Season's over. So these next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking NFL Combine, free agency. Why do our teams hate us? Why do they sign this man? Why can't we restructure a contract? And Caleb, most importantly, how do the New Orleans Saints keep getting away with their lack of salary cap. But I'm not alone. I'm never alone. Like I said, I'm with my main man, Caleb. Caleb, how are you, my man? I'm good. Uh, just trying to get through this uh, period of time where, you know, just, there's no football on until mm-hmm. we get to the UFL. Yeah, the UFL. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a possibility covering because last year we talked about the USFL. We talked about the XFL. But now they're combined it. Now there's one league. It's the United Football League. Um, the teams that survived the merger are a couple. I'm very sad that our Houston Gamblers, Caleb, did not survive. No. Our Houston Gamblers did not survive. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks survived, but our Houston Gamblers didn't survive. So God arrest the Houston Gamblers. Uh, St. Louis survived. Um, and I think Vegas survived. Vegas? Nope. Vegas did not survive. No. Was it San Antonio? Like basically all the Texas teams. All the Texas teams in the XFL died. No, they all they all survived. Still the so San Antonio, Antonio Arlington, Arlington still Houston. And Houston. Personally, I would have went with the Gamblers over the Roughnecks, but it is what it is. But I digress. All right, let's get in with the Kellerman. How, how you doing, man? How you doing? Just how you doing? I'm okay. Decent. That's good, man. That's good. You watch some combine today, because that's what—that's kind of the main topic of this season, this episode. We're gonna talk combine, right? It's the first yeah. early early days of combine. We have yesterday we had the the um the linebackers and the defensive linemen um yeah. their through their drills today as as of as of right now as we're filming um the first I believe the first three hours have been all DBs. There the DBs are doing their forty right now as we we're speaking. I think. Yeah. And then, and then we're bringing in the tight ends after that, right? The tight ends are next. Yeah. Um, initially, man, Caleb, let's talk about like, do you like the combine? Do you think it? You know, what, what do you what do you care? Do you care for it? Do you think it matters overall? Um, I think it matters for certain positions. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, I think it a lot matters with the quarterbacks. I mean, I think that obviously it's the most important the position. throwing. Uh, yeah, throw. I mean. So when you go look back last year, I thought CJ Stroud had a hell of a combine. I said on this channel that he, thought, that he really surprised me just how he threw, just period. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you saw that into the season that, you know, he was the, the standout quarterback from that class. Yep. But then you also see a guy like Anthony Richard really improved his draft status with the numbers that mm-hmm. he put up in the combine, which is the, you know, his 48 40 and all, all the, the jumps and all, all the other stuff that they measure. He really uh, shined in that, and I think that uh, got him drafted well. So I think it um, – and I think uh, just with the, the interviews that they do at the combine absolutely uh, really, really helps with the quarterbacks. I think that really only matters with the mm-hmm. quarterback position um, to, to get to know, like, is this guy going to be the leader for my team? Um, what, what's his attitude like? Um, and you can get all that through mm-hmm. the interview process. So I think it mostly, mostly helps the quarterbacks. Um, but then you can see uh, a guy that may not have like so much production in college have really good numbers in the combine, um, and then you know that might overshadow his his game tape because he might not mm-hmm. have gotten all these numbers while he was playing, but he put up good numbers during the combine that improves his draft status as well because every coach believes that they can work with a guy that has athletic uh, attributes, raw tools, raw athletic tools. Yeah. Yep. So you know he may not have you know had the best college uh, game, but he, the coaches think like oh they you know they have something to work with, and mm-hmm. you know that improves their draft status as well, uh, just from their pure physical attributes that uh, that they have. Um, that also ha- helps as well. Yeah. Um, but overall, just a lot of the the running and stuff like that for like off the line and use the line doesn't really matter too much. I mean, yeah, the 40, I honestly really kind of disregard the 40 for the offensive lineman. Yeah. If an offensive yeah. lineman runs a good 40, that's good. But I, I kind of You're just not, look at this. If you ran, if you're running 40 yards for, you know, a lineman, you did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you messed up. 
and you're chasing for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I focus with the offensive linemen when they run their 40, their, their 10 yard split. Yeah. In the 10 yards, how fast, how fast did they go in their 10 yards? Over 40 yards, I really don't need you to do anything, really. Um, I think uh it's pretty much just kind of athletic testing. Who's at who's athletic, who's not athletic? What 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 has God gifted you and gifted someone not named you and kind of that, you know, you you to this day, Byron Jones in his 12, 12 3 broad jump still holds the record. I believe that's the world record, I think. I think it's because I think that's kind of I think that's I know that's the combine record, but I don't know if it's close to the world record. So Byron Jones, the Dallas Cowboys drafted Byron Jones. It worked out for them most mostly, right? Mostly. Well, I mean, at the beginning it was because he was out of position and put him at uh safety when he should have been a corner. Yeah. Um, but when you yeah. made him a corner, it worked. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it definitely worked. The 40 the 40 is is the the great eraser. You run a great 40, people look at you a little different. Everyone remembers John Ross breaks Chris Johnson's 40 record. He gets drafted in the first round by the Cincinnati Bengals. Should he have been drafted in the first round by the Cincinnati Bengals? Personally, me, I watched a lot of him in college. You know, he was a, he was a good receiver. Injuries kind of took a toll on him. Um, he was very fast, but he wasn't big. He wasn't physical. He couldn't, you know, you know, jamming him. You know, all I'll say is this, man. Short guy with speed is always beaten by bigger guy with speed. Because the bigger guy can be physical with the smaller guy. It happens all the time. Um, yeah, another, another, yeah. another drill that um really like to look at is the three cone. I think the three cone, absolutely. For yes, a lot of the positions. Um, uh, Definitely defensive linemen. Defensive linemen. Defensive linemen doing the three cone and uh, the twenty yard shuttle. I believe where they pick up the. I believe when they they pick up the um. The towel and they place it because yeah. they don't do cone. They do so that one and I think Miles Garrett. Is uh is is someone uh that one time did the three cone in the twenty yard shuttle that made everyone like freak out because that's how it be how it be. We got a couple of uh we got a, we I got I got some I got some stats you know let's talk about early on so yeah, early I think on, the, the guy yeah. that that from yesterday that um showed out the most was Chop Robinson from Penn State. Yep, defensive end um, Chop Robinson. Yes, and like you said. It, Obviously, we're not looking so much as a 40 because, you know, these line are running 40 yards. But his yes. 10-yard split was the best. His 10-yard split was the best. Of him and Dallas Him and Dallas Turner tied. So Dallas yeah. Turner, you know, people, big, fan is, big fans of Chop Robinson. Dallas Turner had the same 10-yard split, 1.54. Um, and then in the 40, he beat him by 0.2, which they went four. He went 4.6 and Chop went 4.8. So they're neck and neck. So him and, and him and. Him and and him that's what I'm him. talking about, you know, not so much production because Jeff Robinson only what, had like four sacks mm-hmm. during the season. Um, that's why he didn't it wasn't that much production. But I think at, at times like uh, a time like that can really improve your draft stat. You might he might have been looked at like maybe in the back half of the first round, but now he's might be maybe top fifteen now after mm-hmm. those numbers. You know that that's how it can improve uh, a guy's draft stat when you put up a, a number like that. Yeah, and because you bring up the twenty-yard shuttle, he was second behind um, uh, Marshawn uh, Neiman, Nealon, Nealon from West Michigan, uh, from West Michigan, as and he was uh, nowhere to be seen in the three cone. I don't think he did the three cone. Um, Marshawn Neal. So Mar- you know, the, these two drills, the the the, the defensive alignment that the defensive ends or defensive tackles that top the three cone of the twenty-yard shuttle, I investigate them. At the after the combine, I investigate them. Like, who is so? I will be investigating who Marshawn Nealon is because those are because defensive lineman kill. But because you play defensive tackle, a defensive end and linebacker, I play defensive tackle and defensive end. It's all about changing direction. You go one way, but you gotta go the other way. You go left, but you gotta go right. You gotta go. You're going right. You gotta go left. You gotta do you do you get do you you know get up? Do you get down? Like what what are we what are we doing here? And I think. some of the big names coming out, you know, Chop Robinson, but a lot of defensive tackles, Caleb. A lot of defensive tackles, especially the the the, the duo from Texas, in um, in Trevon, Tevondre Sweat, yeah, and, Byron, and Byron Murphy the second. They they um. See, that's where I think it's like, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes you just gotta look at it because a guy with like Andre Sweat, um. 
Well, he's got a great tape. I mean, he, he was a menace uh, mm-hmm. in that middle of the Longhorns. You know, as a Longhorns fan, obviously just a fan of Big 12, uh, you never see defense, you know. But this past season, I was like, oh, my God, we finally got a defense. We actually have a real defense. And a lot had to do with those two guys in the middle um, with uh, Byron Murphy and um, Marjorie Sweat. And Marjorie Sweat, he's a huge guy. I mean, dude's gigantic. 350? Um, Yeah, I mean, he. so obviously he's not going to put up great numbers at that size. Uh, the what he is, but so you, you really just gotta look at the tape and see uh, at that size of what he what he can really do. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, Byron, Byron Murphy did have a pretty good number. I mean, he finished um pretty well in that ten yards, but so um that that definitely uh helps his case. Yeah, Byron Murphy's ten yards play was a uh, one point six nine, um, and I think his forty yard dash, he's third at four point eight seven. And my thing is, man, um, the defensive tackles, man, they were uh, kind of talked about more of a teammate, the teammate duos, right? You have Byron Murphy, the second and uh, Trevon, uh, Trevondre Sweat from Texas. But then you also had the the, the LSU kids, Mason Smith and uh, Makai Wingo. So it was kind of them. And then but someone who topped all of them was Braden Fisk out of out of Florida State. Braden Fisk out of Florida State when he was doing the uh, the four. Uh, the four pad drill where you got to go up and down and you got to go, you know, then you got to go over it. Then you got to go up and then back and forth. And he showed smooth movement over it. Same thing with all the other cats, but he was smooth and fast. And he showed he, he has, he's the big winner. He's the big winner. He is the guy who's probably going to sneak in to the first round, you know, because of this athletic testing and the way he was, the way he's, the way he kind of, Blew it out of the water. Um, the the four bags, those I like because you show how high they can get on their feet and their change of direction, right? They they gotta go forward, then they gotta go back, and they gotta go forward, then back and forward. So they they can they some people mess up the drill. Um, some people were kind of lazy in the drill. Well, I'll talk about laziness a little bit earlier when we kind of talk about early on today with the DBs when they were doing their hip drill, where they have to open up their hips and then break away. Some of them were slow, some of them were scared backpedaling. Some of them were slow backpedaling. And you heard the DB coach at the combine say, um, like, I think it was like, either like speed it up or hustle. Like he's telling them to hurry up. Like you got to be faster. Add some more speed to your backpedal and your breakout. So the DBs kind of didn't look good today. They didn't really look good, the early parts. Because when you when when the D, DB coaches keep telling you to keep like, yo, speed it up, hurry up. Let's go. That's bad. But with the big men, you know, you don't expect them to be fast, but they but they were fast. Yeah. And and they were athletic. They're freaks, Caleb. Mason Smith, Caleb, is a freak. He's not a human being. Dwayne Carter out of Duke. This defensive, this defensive tackle class is is pretty good. Is pretty good. It's pretty deep. It has a lot of potential. But that right there, Caleb, you know me, Caleb. That's the scariest word in sports, right, Caleb? He has potential. Yeah. The potential's there. You know what I mean? And you get you get enamored by it, and you draft someone, be like, he has the potential, and then he doesn't pan out because, one, either you overestimated his potential or you screwed him up. You know, it's not really one way or the other. Um, so there's that. But Braid, uh, Braden Fisk, he's the big winner of day one of the combine, I think. Shout to Braden Fisk. Um, did you uh see any of the the linebackers? I unfortunately missed the linebacker segment of the early early days personally because I yeah, was really I was focused on work, the so I couldn't yeah. really watch it. <laughs> so yeah, I was focused on the on the defensive tackles. They were they were they were ginormous. They were smooth. They were fluid. Um, their their planning goals were 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 crisp. Um, unlike today's. Earlier today with the DBs, uh, the cornerbacks, where a lot of them ran a good 40. Uh, Nate Wiggins ran a good 40, but he injured himself. So he injured himself. It was a hip flexor. So we couldn't see him in the in the field drills, unfortunately. But like I said, in some of those field drills, Caleb, there was some laziness. Like, like you're a corner. Your life is in the backpedal. It's in the backpedal. That's your life. 
and they were they were slow. They were slow in their backpedal. Like you should really kind of like this is kind of like like in a game being being in a slow backpedal, you know, like means something, right? It means something. You you may have to slow play it. You may have to slow play it and then you make you burst, right? But you're not guarding anybody. No one's running at you. You're just showing your hip fluidity. And a lot of them a lot of them didn't show very good of it. A lot of these DBs, man, some of them some of them are pretty slow. Some of them are pretty slow. But I think those were the those were the um the safeties, but some of these DBs, man, you got to show your hip fluidity when you're breaking out. When you're breaking out, you got to show it. And a lot of and a lot of the corners who ran the I like I said, a lot of the corners who ran the, the 40 didn't do a lot of field drills. They kind of did the 40, then they kind of left. You know, because you know, a lot a lot of the you know prospects they pick and choose what they want to do, right? Like big, big story coming out of the combine off of the two, two of the top five prospects. Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't doing media, didn't do the media. He interviewed with the individual teams, and apparently coming out of the interviews. Very personable. They all loved him, of course. You know what I mean? Uh, but he didn't do his eight, he didn't do his like you know press conference with the media. He didn't do that. Caleb Williams, another big story. He's not doing any medical examinations at the combine. That's weird. I, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen that before. First time um, ever. Yeah. First time ever. So he's like either I mean, is, that, is, that, is there like a reason? Do you think he's hiding an injury or it's, it's twofold? I think it's it's one or the other. It's either. He's hiding an injury and he's waiting for it to heal, right? Because he'll get personal medical examination by the teams later on in the combine. Or he's like, why the hell should I give you all my medical records when I know I'm not going to leave the top three? Why? I should only give my medical records to the Bears, to uh, Washington, and to New England. Why do I need to give it to San Diego, Los Angeles. Why do I need to give it to Dallas, the Giants? Like why? Because one, I'm not leaving the top three. He's he's not. Like why? Why should I? Like four four is um Arizona. Why should I give it to Arizona? I'm not I'm not leaving the top three. You know what I mean? It's the famous Deion Sanders story where the Giants made him like like study for a book. Like study. It's like we want you to study. And he asked them, when are you picking? And they're like, Oh, we're picking 12th. And they're like, Yeah, I ain't doing all that. I'm I'm gone by five. And guess what happened? He was gone by five. Atlanta drafted him at like five or six. He's like, so you know, could one or the other. Either he's hiding something, he's injured, and he's waiting for it to heal so he can then pass a physical later on down the road, or he's like, Why the hell do I need to do a full medical release of all my records? And the Chiefs have my medicals. Who cares? Like, who cares? Or he doesn't want them to find something that's going to ruin them. Like, like a Chiefs doctor be like, oh, I found like this in him. It's like, the, and, 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 and a Chiefs doctor ruins a stock. You know what I mean? So it could yeah. be one or the other. It's unprecedented. Never happened. But it's one or the other. It's hiding something very severe. That he's waiting for it to heal, not severe, maybe injury, waiting it to heal. Or he's like, why the hell should I give my medical records to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Why? Because when the medical examination at the combine, they get released league wide. You do your medical, you know, everybody in the league gets it. So he's like, I'm only, I'm not, I'm not leaving the top three. I'm gonna do my personal medical examinations with, you know, bears. Washington and New England. And then that's the, and if their doctors are okay with it, I'm fine. If they find something they don't like, but they can deal with it. Good. But what if a Jacksonville Jaguars doctor finds it and ruins my stock? It's a game. It's lying season, Caleb. It's lying season. No one's telling the truth. Everyone's lying. Someone's saying this. Someone's saying that everyone thought the the, the Niners are going to draft Mac Jones. You know, and 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 Kyle Shanahan, instead of saying debunking that, he let everyone think that 
because he played everybody and he drafted Trey Lance. He never denied it. And he never okayed it. He just used it because, you know, the media took a story and ran with it without actually fact-checking with the, with, the, uh, with the Niners. And the Niners are very coy with who they were drafting, so you couldn't have really known. So they just kept the Mac Jones train. But then when Trey Lance was drafted, everyone was like, oh, we're stupid. It's like, yeah, you were stupid because you got played by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. You know, never, don't believe. When March hits, Caleb, late February, March, don't believe a single word out of a GM's mouth. Don't believe a single word out of his mouth. Because story, we actually have a story coming out of the Giants. Um, they're still going through negotiations with, you know, Saquon Barkley. And I think the big thing is Josina Anderson. Yeah. And the thing with Josina Anderson. Wait, no. Josina Anderson said something that kind of like, was I was like, what? Like, what? Let me find let me find her tweet. Cause it kind of made me laugh. No lie. I'm like, huh? I don't understand that. What are you talking about? Let me see the where is it? Continue, Caleb. Anything anything coming out of uh Dallas that's interesting? Uh, I mean, just like the, the contracts. I mean, I don't know if you want to leave that for the upcoming free agency talks. Um, because there's yeah, we'll do that, yeah. on um Dak Prescott's contract and all the people restructuring. Uh, no, we gotta sign him. <laughs> he only has one year left, um, and you know, I'll be, are we gonna make him the highest paid quarterback um, of all time? But you know, um, but yeah, I mean, we can um, uh, just uh, finish up on the the combine stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to uh, watching. I think the uh, I think the forty yard dash really helps. I think it says most about the the running backs uh, more than the receivers. Um, because receivers still need to run run good routes, they still need to catch the ball. Um, and a lot you, you've seen a lot of receivers with bad 40 times and they still really great mm-hmm. players. I think uh, uh I think that's why I think it matters more with a running back because a running back just gotta run the ball. I mean, uh, if if you get run a good 40, you at least show that you have breakaway speed. Um, you know, you can you can uh, you know if you get the ball in your hands, you can you maybe you know, get um, get away from guys and create space for yourself mm-hmm. and uh, hit a home run uh, run uh, like that. So I think it, it says a lot more about the winning backs than it does um, the receivers. Uh, personally, now if, if I'm I'm looking at this uh, when the skilled guys come up, I'm going to be looking for obviously all the Texas players. Obviously, you even said the the duos. Um, we got plenty of duos with the running backs. Xavier, got, Xavier uh, Worthy, got, Donnie Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Even though uh, Donnie Mitchell is from Georgia. Yeah. yeah um, so we got the two receivers and we got two running backs with Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely looking forward to watching. Uh, and then we got the tight end, uh, Jalen Sanders. Yeah, we got a lot of guys. But, People are high on him. Actually, yeah, I think the yeah. Giants were Giants were told they're in the running for a tight end because – like I said, the story coming out is Darren Waller was contemplating retirement. He, that was, that was a story. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but that was the story. It's like, he may not come back. But let me tell you the story about with John Cena Anderson. This, this tweet just kind of befuddled me what she was talking about. I was like, she was like, I'm yeah. told the Giants and running back Saquon Barkley's representatives had a good initial meeting on Wednesday at the scouting combine per source. My understanding is the team remains open to multiple options including memorializing Barkley's potential legacy as a New York Giant pending agreement on mutual terms. Memorializing Barkley's potential legacy as a New York Giant. That that means his potential legacy means he's going he wants to come back. If she didn't use the word potential and she just said memorializing Saquon Barkley's legacy as a New York Giant, then it makes no sense because he has no legacy as a New York Giant cuz in his in his five years in New York, I'm sorry to say, I'm a big fan of Saquon Barkley. We were garbage, we were trash. He was a bright spot of the team, but we were bad. We were bad, and I I I, I don't get it. Did he did he give us things to cheer about and be happy about? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Saquon Barkley. The ACL injury, 
took some stuff out of him because there are certain runs that you see in his rookie his rookie year in his second year where he wouldn't get caught but years three and four and five well years four and five post ACL he wasn't you know he wasn't Saquon you know he wasn't you know quads you know what I mean like like you saw the the reduction of uh oops that the reduction of athleticism after the injury and it happens after a major injury you're not the same you're not the same. He adjusted. Yeah, I mean, we saw know. that with Tony Pollard right after his injury. He had his yeah, we broke his leg. Yeah, worst, worst, uh, you know, worst season of his career. I mean, exactly. Uh, with Elise's uh, rushing average. Exactly, man. So this means he wants to come back. This means he wants to come back, and the Giants are like, man, you know the. the here's the thing about you know here's the thing about a, a team that likes a running back. They're going to tell the running back, you know the game, dog. You know the game. This isn't the 90s and the 80s where running backs get paid. You know the game. The game has changed. Mel Kiper killed you. You know, you know what the biggest, Caleb, you know what the biggest, the biggest kill shot to the running back market is? When okay. Mel Kiper tells teams, don't draft the one in the first round. Because you can find a bunch of great ones in rounds three and four. They don't matter. And everyone, you know, hate Mel Kuyper, love Mel Kuyper. He changed the way people evaluated a position for the worst, in a sense, because it made running backs disposable. He said, oh, yeah, you, you can find a running back in the fourth round. And guess what the New York Giants did, Caleb? They found Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs in late rounds. Guess who were two of their greatest running backs in their history? Ahmad Brooks. Ahmad, Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. Oh. Yeah, it happens. You draft the run back in the first round if you're ready to compete. The, the Detroit Lions with Jameer Gibbs. Like I tell people all the time, the Lions knew they were going to be good and they were going to push for it. That's what they drafted Gibbs. And people laughed at them. But when they made the NFC Championship game, that pick looked good, didn't it? Well, you don't draft. Yeah, I, mean, it, yeah. I mean, it can work out. I mean, we, we drafted yeah. Zeke like number four. Um, yes. And it, that, that worked out uh, pretty and great for those those few years. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't want to get where we wanted to go, but I mean, he was a big driving force for, for hitting on deck. Hitting on deck really helped big time. Yeah. But then, but then you can go back and we drafted Tony Pollard in the fourth. So, mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, it just depends on what, you, what you're looking to do and when, well, what, what, where you're at. And, um, I'm kind of what, what what are you gonna what are you asking what are you asking of that running back? You ask him to be a, a all around back and being the driving force of your offense, or you're just looking to be a complimentary guy. Um, you know that that's where I think uh, you you evaluate where you where you're where you're taking of the running back. Mm -hmm. Exactly, man. So Mel Kiper, you know, running back should be mad at Mel Kiper. That's all I gotta say. You mad at somebody? You you get mad at Mel. You get mad at Mel Capper. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, um, I don't want to keep talking about Saquon Barkley because nothing's changed, and I don't like talking about stuff that nothing's changed, right? We gonna keep talking about the same thing over and over again. I don't want to talk about that. It's like you talking about Daniel. Not yet. No, no. Xavier McKinney. I think we're gonna resign Xavier McKinney. I think Xavier McKinney. Someone released a list of top ten safeties in the in the NFL. Xavier McKinney is better than like five of them. Like from like, I think it was six to 10. I can make it. You can, you can be like, yo, McKinney's better than six and 10. Like, like get out of here with this nonsense. So I think they're going to resign Xavier McKinney. Um, and I think the outburst he had with Wing Martindale was more about Wing Martindale. And guess where Wing Martindale is? He's no longer a giant. So he had a problem with Wink. He didn't have a problem with Brian. He had a problem with Wink. And, you know, the NFL report cards came out, Caleb. Uh, and the New York Giants had an A-plus as a head coach. Players love Brian Dayball. So, you know, so when X McKinney's talking about this, he's not talking about Brian Dayball. He's talking about Wink Martindale. So Wink's gone. X is coming back. That's simple. You you you, you read those report cards, Caleb? Yeah. What, what did the Chiefs owner have, like, the... Like the worst one, F. It's like an F. Yeah. Like, was it crazy? They just won the Super Bowl, and yes. your owner 
you don't like your owner that's crazy yeah. yeah like apparently like okay i'm at the nfl players association the report cards are out um let's go to the kansas city chiefs we want to you want to go through the dallas cowboys report cards a little bit later yeah we can go yeah so the, the kansas so kk kansas city thank you for bringing up kansas city where the hell is the K? There it is. Kansas City. They have two F's in locker room and nutrition and diet in, in, in nutritionist. You know? So yeah, so Kansas City got an F in nutri- in, in nutritionist, got an F in locker room, got an F in training staff, got a D for training room, D plus for treatment of families. Kansas City, right here. 31st out of they were second to last, Caleb. They were second to last. You're talking, we're talking about the Super Bowl winning champions. Back to back. Back to back. Their players hate them. Hate them. Their only saving grace, Caleb. You know what their own, what's their only saving grace, Caleb? Their coach. A plus head coach. Ownership's an F minus. How do you get an F minus? They really hate them. I don't know how you hate them so much. That is crazy. That is insane. But there's there's a theory uh, on why people hate him. Um, it's because you know he's um he's a bit of a weirdo. Like a weirdo. Yeah, like he was promoting like a well, I think it's non sports related. That's why I hate him. Like he he promoted this camp, where this camp is like. Pretty like, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell I'll tell you all I'll tell you because because it's not it's not sports related it's not sports related I'll tell you why, but yeah man they have they have four F's they have four F's they won the Super Bowl they have four F's so he, apparently he promised them renovations to the locker room and he didn't do it and they asked him why it didn't happen and the excuse he gave them was y'all made y'all y'all made uh, y'all made it to, y'all made it, made it to the Super Bowl. It was too late. I mean, he's got a point. I mean, he won back-to-back Super Bowls in your facilities. Are, I mean, obviously, that stuff doesn't matter. So yeah, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make you winners. Exactly, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I it's mean, he's crazy. got a point. <laughs> he's got a point. He's still, you know, he still probably should upgrade, but still, he's got a point. You, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help you. It has to, you, you haven't needed it. Exactly. So, have you been watching the uh, the DBs, the DB drills, Caleb? Oh, not since we've been on here. Okay. I'm talking about earlier. No, they started at 12 for us. You didn't watch the first uh, three yeah. hours? Anyone, anyone, uh, yeah, any, anyone poke out, uh, anyone like, like, you know, shine light on you? Like, you were like, oh my God, look at that guy. Not really. I mean, no. you don't really need yeah, DBs, do you? Um, Is that a position really. y'all really don't? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, unless we, I mean, it depends what we're doing with uh, Trayvon more for signing him back or keeping yeah. him. Um, well, obviously we've signed Trayvon for a long term, so yeah. Trayvon Bland, we still got our safeties. Um, so it's how much we're looking towards. Uh, I mean, we're probably still gonna get. We still need depth at the corner. So we need depth at safety. Got you. Got you. I don't think that's what we're gonna go. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. And then, me personally, man, like I said, no one, you know, no one really popped out to me, but it popped out uh, that some of these people were like, like the the backpedaling, the drills, man. Like, there's a lot of laziness, man. You gotta hurry up. Like, no one's, no one's like. No one's running at you, right? So you can't like slow play. So you just bust out the bust out the back pedal. Show the you know the, the hips, bro. Yo, man, the hips, man. It's all about the hips, Caleb. Deep like corners, not not safeties. Corners, you need your hips to be fluid. You need to be loose in the hips. That's the that was the problem with um Israel Mokwamu out of uh out of South Carolina, who who y'all made a safety. He was a deep. He was a cornerback at at, yeah, at, corner. at South. Yeah, at South Carolina, it was him and J.C. Horn. Yeah. But Israel, and same thing with Obi Malafonwu. They their hips, their hips were stuck. They were they had stone hips. You got to show the fluidity in your hips. All right, Caleb. 
Uh, thank you for bringing up the report cards. Let's let's look at the report cards for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys report cards coming out. Um, you were fourth in treatment of families. You were you had an A minus. Food and cafeteria was a B, eleventh. Nutritionist was B, eleventh. Locker room was an A, which was second in the league. Second in the league. Your locker rooms are second in the league. Training staffs a C minus, twenty sixth in the league. Did, did everybody have a bad training staff? Or is... I get, I guess so, man. Um, training room, tra- yeah, training room is a C minus. Training staff is a D plus, thirtieth. Yeah. Weight room is, that is just probably. We'll find out. We'll find out later. Um, weight room is an A, fifth. Strength coaches B plus, seventeenth. Team travel. C minus twenty second. Yeah, that that's surprising. I, yeah, I mean, it was like fly like charted. Yeah, like it I, yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the, a little, that's a little weird. Chest, I, that's I, a little that's weird. Surprising. Head coach is an A. Ninth. They they like Mike McCarthy. I mean, yeah, ownership's I mean, a B. Nineteenth overall. So I want to see this D plus man. Okay, here it is the C minus in the training room. Only 69% of players felt they, they had full had enough full-time trainers. Only 63% of players felt they have enough full-time phys- physical therapists. 97% of players felt that they had they have enough hot tub space. So you guys have good you guys have a lot of hot tubs. Good for you. Uh 93% of players felt that they had they have enough cold tub spaces. So your tubs are good. Shout out to your tubs. Um, the players felt like the training room is extremely understaffed. They felt like they couldn't get treatment done. They felt that they need more trainers and physical therapists. Players also said that the training room lacks basic equipment that can be found in any normal training room. Yo, you know what's crazy, Caleb? Some of these training rooms, colleges have better than them. Like at the big five schools, some yeah. of them, some of them are way better. But here's the training staff is D plus. Only 62% of players felt that they received enough one-on-one treatment. The players felt that the training staff only slightly contributes to their success. Damn. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah let's see how bad the New York Giants are. As, how we have, we have an A. I see an A. I see an A. All right. Treatment of families. C. 15th overall. Personally, man, dude, if you're if you if you if you out here treating families like shit, dog, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's insane. 15th. Food B. Eighth. Nutritionist, 27th is a C plus. Locker room is a C plus. So you just feed the McDonald's every day? I guess so. The training room's a B. 12th overall. And the training staff, this is Ronnie Barnes. This is all Ronnie Barnes. A minus, second in the league. So shout out to Ronnie Barnes. The weight room is a B at 18th. B plus for strength coaches at 15th. C, B plus, third overall. Team travel. A minus, 13th out of 32 head coach, which is crazy to me, right? Because that means they have, there's a lot of A's. If an A minus is 13th, that means there's a lot of A, a pluses. So shout out to the 12 people. Ownership is a B plus 14th overall. So yeah, man. They're all they are one of 12 teams that do not provide family room during games. They do provide daycare during games. So you can't get a family room on game day, which you know they want to sell those tickets. Understandable, but you but there is daycare. You can drop off your kid. Makes sense, you know. They 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 compromised one way. They they sell the they sell the booths probably like the suites, right? The family rooms, the suites. Because th- there's there's always a suite designated as the family room where everyone's family walks in and like watches games there. Um, they probably were like, no, we're not we're not we're not doing. It. We're gonna sell those suites. Um, you know the food for, so C minus right here. Only 67% of players felt that they, they get an individualized plan, like a like a plan just for you. 
There's a, I think there's an overall plan, but no specific plans. Locker room's a C plus. 90% of players felt their locker room is, is big enough. So 90% felt it was big enough. Um, only 75% of players felt that they have enough room in their own individual lockers. Okay. Right here, right here, man, right here. A minus for the training staff. The players give head trainer Ronnie Barnes the second highest individual grade in the NFL. Shout out to Ronnie Barnes. Players felt that the training staff significantly contributes to their success. Mm -hmm. Right there. But I am, I am excited. I am kind of excited with this A minus right here by the head coach. 100% of players feel head coach Brian Diabol is efficient with their time. So he doesn't waste their time. The players feel that Brian Dayball is very willing to listen to the locker room. He listens to the locker room. You know? What's good, Big Reg? Hope you had a great birthday, my man. I hope you had a great birthday. Living big with Big Reg says, what's good, fellas? Um, ownership right here. Club owner John Mayer receives a rating of 8.8 .8 out of 10 from Giants players when considering his willingness to invest in facilities. So the players are big fans of John and John Mara and Brian Daywell. And with the Dallas Cowboys, Caleb, we talk about the head coach. We're always talking about Jerry and Mike. Jerry and Mike, we're always talking about it. Mike got an A. 96% of players feel Mike McCarthy is efficient with their time. Players feel that Mike McCarthy is willing to listen to their, their locker room, fourth overall and ninth overall with their time. Jerry getting a B is like he's less than John Mara. John Mara got an 8.8. .8. Jerry got an 8.6 out of 10. So, yeah, you know, it might be their, their feelings on how, how much he talks and the media stuff. And I, I, I think that. it is. I generally think it is. I generally think um, they, but I think you know, maybe think, it should be worse. Yeah. Maybe it should be enough. I mean, works for the Chiefs. Yeah, you, you know what? Be a be a horrible yeah, horrible players, owner. Be a horrible yeah, owner so you can win. To hate their owner to win Super Bowls. That exactly. is exactly the, the Chiefs won three Super Bowls out of five years, and they hate him. That's the that's the craziness about this report, Kirk Caleb. They hate that man. Shout to Yolanda. Say stop my say hello. Shout out to Yolanda. Shout out to Reg. You know what? Let's you know what? Spoken speaking to the Ravens fans, let's go check the the Baltimore Ravens. Let's check out the Baltimore Ravens. I see a lot of B's and C's, no A's. I get, oh, one A. One A is ownership. So Steve Bashotti got an A. Head coach got a B plus. Well, see, that's uh, why they can't win a Super Bowl. Because they love their coach. <laughs> you need to hate your owner, and you need to you need to hate your owner to win Super Bowls, guys. Yeah. You need to hate them. Hate them. Ah, dang, bro. That's crazy, right? Like, like, like initially, I know we're making jokes about it, but did that that did that like befuddle you? That confused you, right? No. Like what? Like how, how how confused were you? Caleb? Yes, it confused me. Did, well, say it then, man. You just looked confused. Oh, well, no. Well, I was looking at Yolanda's. Um... Yeah, she says ownership is an A for the Ravens. Just wow. Yeah, apparently the players love the owners, but apparently. You need to hate your owner to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because you hate getting an F after winning uh, three Super Bowls out of five years, Caleb. Three out of five, you win, you win a Super Bowl. And the players in this team hate you because you didn't renovate their locker room. And you lied about it. And you said, it's your fault. It's not renovated because y'all went out and won a Super Bowl. And then afterwards, Caleb, he then asks the city of Kansas City for like $800 million to renovate the stadium. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, Any other thoughts, Caleb, on the draft combine, the report cards, Darren Waller almost retiring? Any um, any Cowboys things besides the contracts? No, that, that's the whole thing is um, how are we going to pay all these guys because – a lot of contracts coming up. All of our our best players um, are, are but but the, the you did see that the the, the cap uh, did increase um, by quite a lot. So we should have cap room uh, with with the um, the new cap space that that the whole NFL got. 
so that could help um, because we, we, we got CD, we got Micah, we got Dak. Um, yeah, and we're obviously we didn't franchise Tony Pollard, and I was happy about that because um, we don't need a pay guy who had this season with us. Um, and I said la- I said last year I said we should have gotten rid of both of them, and they were too stupid or too stubborn to to just get rid of both of them, and draft somebody, um, because it, it, that would have worked out better. I mean, you would have got the same production. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't literally that you got Tony to Tony Pollard. Um, because Tony Pollard was never a three down back ever in his career, and somehow you thought he was gonna uh get more carries and do better. That that was stupid thinking. Um, and then yeah, you got the results that you got. Uh, now you're not franchising him, um, like, um, like you did last year, and mm-hmm. probably go, well, let's see, we'll go somewhere else now. Yeah, pretty much, man. The New York Giants, man, the worst kept secret in all of New York is they want a QB. Duh. Like, they've they've given... I don't understand how Daniel Jones got that contract. Like I don't understand. Honestly, it's starting more and more to feel like John Mara gave him that deal. Because I think Joe Shane didn't want him. We're talking about Joe Shane, who's coming from Buffalo, Caleb. Buffalo made the playoffs with Brandon Bean and Joe Shane as their, like, the GM and their assistant GM. They made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. And the yeah. following year, you know what Brandon Bean said? Bye. Bye. See you, Tyrod. And then he traded up to seven to get Josh Allen. So you're telling me and a man it, who's, yeah. And if you had done that, you would have had a worse record, which means you would have had a better pick, and then you could have maybe got the top quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you're so you're telling me, man, that a, a GM who came from that infrastructure, that team, did, saw that, and then saw Daniel Not Jones. That Daniel won. Jones won won any games, but still, he still yeah, no. But then, out. but then he came to the Giants and said, and saw Daniel Jones and said, yeah, that guy is better than Tyrod Taylor. In Buffalo. Personally, no, I don't think that. The New York Giants look better with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. I personally didn't want Tyrod Taylor to play games because I felt like he would win us games. That's why I was okay with Tommy DeVito starting. But then his he won games. But then he won three games and threw me, it pissed me off. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> especially that, especially that Packers game, bro. That Packers game when I wanted to. I wanted. I'm like. I'm like. I'm happy, but I'm mad. I'm mad and happy. Living, living big with Big Reg. Yeah, man. Daniel Jones robbed the Giants. Like cousins been robbing the Vikings. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like I thought Joe Shane wasn't gonna bring him back because I'm like Joe Shane came from Buffalo and Buffalo did that to Tyrod Taylor. And they're gonna do that with Daniel Jones. So I'm starting to think that the reason Daniel Jones is a New York Giants quarterback is that John Mara. Said we're bringing him back because Joe Shane, Brian Dable are like the way Brian Dable talks to him. You just see he's just infuriated with him, just plant, plant out, just annoyed. He yelled like like there was one time where Daniel just kind of disregarded him, and and Dable loses his his mind. He's like bro, like you stinking up the joint. And I think it's over. Daniel Jones is not going to be the quarterback of the New York Giants. It's done. Hey man, I'll say this, Caleb. If there's a trade happening, the Giants moving up. The Giants are moving up. If a trade happens, a trade happens, they're moving up. Well, they should. I mean, yeah. That's the only way they can we'll get see. a better quarterback than do now. Yeah. But on that note, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Ferris Milona. You you are listening to Good Friends, Better Rivals uh, on this great Friday afternoon. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ferris Milano. You can find me here every third every Friday, three o'clock Pacific on um, Good Friends Better Rivals, as well as eight o'clock Pacific on our entertainment channel. Me and Adelia Chamberlain of the Open Table coming back, coming back to th- today. We're talking pro wrestling. Sorry, we're talking pro wrestling with special guest Caleb Chilla. So we're getting a, a, like a double. Debut. Yeah, Dave, we're going to double. We're double dipping today. Double dipping. So we'll see y'all at 8 Pacific. 
11 Eastern, if you if y'all want to swing by, talking pro pro wrestling, pro wrestling. So we'll see about that. Um, we're also you can make sure to guys, guys, guys. I knew I forgot I forgot to do this. I forgot to do this during the show because we got I got a little sidetracked. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. We've reached 130. Uh, and hit that notification bell. Um, let's get to 150. Let's get to 150. So I'm um, I'm um, um, let's 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 get to that. Um, shout out to our audio listeners on uh on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube Music, Radio Republic, Stitcher, Anchor, Radio Republic, and the Brazilian Podcasting Network. We appreciate you so much, Caleb. Where can people find you? Find me at NFL Caleb twenty two on Instagram and Twitter slash X. And uh, yeah, you can find me tonight. Eight open table, open table, as well as every Thursday, three o'clock Pacific, the rewatchers council with me, me, snark and Adelia. This week we didn't have our show because of unforeseen circumstances. Adelia's um, town caught on fire. Um, so we had to postpone it. Uh, but you will find me and Adelia tomorrow. Um, two o'clock Saturday, the scrum down where we talk all Rugby. Rugby it is, baby. Going to rugby it up. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you all next week. Peace. Where we break down the full combine in a bit. Because QBs and running backs and, and wide receivers are all on Saturday. So peace. Yeah.